I got a call one day from the head of a community association. She lived in a neighborhood that was, a part of it anyway, was over by the highway. And it was an elevated highway, which was good. I mean, elevated highways are not great, but if you're going to live next to a highway, in some respects an elevated highway is better because you get less noise. And so they could have a decent neighborhood despite being right next to the highway. And they, had, they did some cool stuff with the area under the highway. And then not all the neighborhood was under the highway. There was some parkland. Uh, there was just a part that was just a regular-looking neighborhood, kind of like Mount Vernon downtown, except, you know, where the neighborhood continued up under the highway. Um, but they'd been having a problem. One of their best parks was kind of in the middle of the neighborhood. And, well, they kept finding marbles all over the place. Not in a huge quantity, but in enough quantity that it was concerning. And they didn't really know even how to approach that problem. The first time they didn't think much of it, they just thought, oh, somebody dumped some marbles here. That's weird. And they cleaned them up, and they gave them to some kids, and they didn't think much about it. But then the next week, it happened again. It seemed to be happening roughly weekly. So they called Dolly in. And I said, well, when are you finding these things? She said, it tends to be Tuesday mornings. And a couple times it has been other days, but it's usually Tuesday mornings. I said, all right, let's take a look at the marbles. I said, ah, yes, I thought you might ask. We've already cleaned up this week's, but I, I grabbed a big handful of them for you. I said, perfect, perfect. And, um, and she brought them to him. And I took a look, and they were, in most respects, very normal-looking marbles. They're the same size as you think of as a marble. It wasn't like shooter marbles, or it wasn't like little tiny marbles. And it had kind of a rainbow cat's eye pattern to them, which is a very normal pattern, made by the thousands and thousands. But all I definitely noticed one thing, that these marbles were kind of scratched up. Not all of them, and not hugely, but they didn't look like new marbles, exactly. They looked kind of beaten up. They had some scratches. They had some chips. Beyond that, there wasn't a whole lot to identify them. All he had done some research on marbles before he went over there. And indeed, this, this pattern or something like it is made by a bunch of different companies. So it wasn't like he could say, oh, this is from the A.J. Smith Marble Company, based in Perskipany, New York, or anything. It was, they were basically untraceable. Still, I said, all right, well, let me take a look. Let me take some of these and see what I can figure out. So he went to a local toy shop. He'd called around a little bit and asked if anybody had 
was looking for somebody that sold really fancy marbles with the thought that maybe somebody that sold fancy marbles might know a lot about marbles. And most of the places sold some kind of marbles, but there was one shop. It was um, uptown. And when he called, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I've got a lot of marbles. I'm kind of a marble, I'm kind of a marble nerd. Um, so, yeah, we've got the normal marble, marbles, but we've also got fancy marbles. And we've got a bunch of different games here that use marbles. It's kind of, it's kind of my favorite toy. I said, all right, excellent. So we went up to that person. And it's a big, burly dude with a very gentle demeanor. And I brought in the marbles. I said, oh, you're the guy that called about the marbles, huh? And I said, yeah, yeah, these are the... Well, I'm hoping you can help me figure something out about these marbles that we're finding. Said, all right, I can, I can do what I can. Um, let me see them. That's a marble game. Uh, Ollie put the marbles up on the table. I said, huh? These are pretty beaten up. I said, yeah, I noticed that too. I said, yeah, this is usually, you know, even if a marble is used, like when you find marbles in a thrift store, they're not usually quite this beaten up. Something severe probably happened to these. Marbles are tough. I said, okay. Is there anything about them that could help me identify who made them or where they're coming from? I said, sure, what, where'd you find them? I said, oh, they keep on showing up in this park downtown, kind of by the highway. I said, huh. Well, let's see, and took out a little magnifying glass hit it with him and took a close look. I said, well, there are several different marble companies that make a marble pretty much like this. It's a pretty common pattern. The technique to make this kind of pattern has been around for a long time. Uh, you know, you can even find videos online showing people making these. So a bunch of different ones make this. But let me see what I have. I might have <coughs> two or three different brands here that make that pattern. We can see, maybe we can see some differences. Hold on a minute. And he went over to the area that he had just loose marbles. He did have two different, two or three different brands of marbles, and he grabbed some samples. He brought it back over, and he, he had this little tray, which was kind of nice. It had a little divot in it. it. had several little divot, divot things. We could set a marble on there. And he made a little sheet that had the brands in it. And it just had the brands on a piece of paper, I mean. And uh, then he had the one that, it, that Ollie was looking at. So I set them all up, and he started looking at them with his magnifying glass. And he had three different brands of those marbles. And he was looking carefully, going back and forth, looking at one, looking at the other, looking back to the one they were investigating. After about five minutes of that, he said, well, it's really hard to tell, but I'm, they're, not from, they're not from J.J. Nelson. I can tell you that. And he took one of the marbles and set it aside. But it could be a match for either Smith and Company or for Marble Co. I said, okay. But I should stress that there are other marble manufacturers that make a very similar brand. 
Uh, so I don't know that it's Smith or Marwako. But it does match these two. But like I said, other ones could match this too. So I don't want you to, you know, go after them. It's too much forever because, yeah, it could be any number of different marble makers. I said, how many marble makers are there? Said, oh, you know, there's, there's three, no, I'd say four really big marble makers that make marbles on a very, very large scale. And Smith and Nelson and Marble Co. are three of them. And there's another one over on the West Coast called West Coast Marbles. Um, uh, but there's a bunch of littler mar marble manufacturers. You know, just glass blowing shops and stuff like that. It's a pretty easy thing to make once you get the hang of it. And, you know, you can easily sell marbles. Even when you can't sell a whole lot else. So, yeah. I said, all right. Well, I thought about it, thought about it. Said, Are there any marble makers here in Baltimore? I said, oh, um, well, only one, really. They're kind of a medium-sized operation. They, they don't make just marbles. They make a bunch of different glass stuff, but they do make marbles. Um, their, their manufacturing facility is actually not too far from here. It's down kind of near Mount Washington, um, but kind of up in the hill. Um, yeah, they're called T&J's Glassworks. And do they make a marble like this? I think they probably do. Like I said, most people do. I, I can't say for sure you'd have to talk to them. I said, all right. I'll give them a try. And do you have, do you have contact information for these folks? Said, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. I got cards for all these people here. And he gave all the cards for those three companies. So Ollie then went next to this, this TJ Glassworks. He brought the marbles. And he got somebody from the marble making line. I showed, showed him the marbles. And he said, oh, yeah, I mean... Those do kind of look like ours. I mean, kind of like your marble toy maker guy said. Uh, you know, a bunch of people make this pattern, but I'd say that that looks like a match for the ones for ones that we make here. Uh, yeah, we do a bunch of those. We do them. We do them about once a week. Um, sometimes we have a lot of large order. We'll do more than that, but we have some pretty steady orders. Um, so yeah, we, we run that line once a week. It's usually me running that line with a couple of assistants. Unless it's once a week, is it? Yeah, yeah. We'll, uh, it, takes a little, it takes a couple days. You have to anneal them, just like other glass. So what we'll do is we'll, we'll make a bunch of marbles on Friday. And then we'll put them in the annealing oven over the weekend. Because you really do want marbles to be tough. So you've got to be careful with their annealing. And then Monday we'll take them out of the annealing oven... In the morning, they'll cool. In the afternoon, we package them up and uh, we send them out Tuesday morning. Usually goes in the first truck. Oh, I said, Tuesday morning, you say? Said, yeah, why? What's, uh, what's, what's special about Tuesday morning? I said, I think you might have a problem with your delivery truck. 
Oh, what do you mean? Have you, um... The place that you ship them to on Tuesday, have they ever complained about, you know, boxes being short, about not having as many marbles as they're supposed to? Oh, I don't know. That's not in my department. Um, I could ask. But, but why? I said, here's the thing. I found these. Well, not I found these, but the people that, are, that hired me found these. In a park that's kind of next to the highway. I'm wondering if your truck is spilling some marbles and they're rolling onto the highway, getting kind of scratched up like this. And then they fall down through some kind of, you know, rain gutter or something. And they roll down up onto this, onto this park. That's what I'm wondering is going on here. And oh man, I, I don't know. Uh, let, me call, let me call our business manager. Actually, let's just go up and see him. He should be in his office. So they both went up into the business manager's office and kind of described what was going on. And the business manager said, well, I, no one's ever complained about that. Um, how many marbles are you finding? I said, well, it's actually it's kind of a, it's not a huge amount. It's maybe 30 or 40. Sometimes as much as about 150. I said, huh, well, yeah, I mean, I, it's possible that we wouldn't, our customer wouldn't have even noticed that small because the order's about 3,000. Um, and they go off in a shipment to off to some other places. Um, so it's possible that he wouldn't have noticed that amount. As it so happened, it was Monday that I was doing these investigations at this point when he got over to T&J's. I said, well, could I ride along on the truck tomorrow and just kind of watch and see if anything happens. Business manager said, yeah, sure, I'll need you to sign a waiver, but um, if you think that would help, sure. It leaves early, though. We'll package them up tonight and put them on crates, and um, in the morning the delivery truck will get here. It gets here about 6 in the morning. I said, that's no problem. I'll be here at 5.30. All right. So early the next morning, Ollie got up. He got to the factory. He got to the factory right at the same time as the person that was unlocking for the delivery driver. This guy named Chet. Said, oh man, no one's usually here but me. Um, yeah, come on in. I had the boss leave me, left me a note to expect you. So what I do is I unlock it here at the, at the loading dock. Then I'll go into the door and get the lights turned on and get the paperwork ready. So all he, was, all he does not have a whole lot of experience in, like, shipping and logistics like that. So he just watched, but he wasn't really sure what he was watching for. A truck pulled up, and they got a fork lift, skid lift, and um, lifted up two pallets, which is about a truckload of marbles. Marbles are heavy. Loaded into the truck. They signed some paperwork back and forth, and... Explained the situation to the driver, and the driver said, yeah, sure, whatever. Uh, you can ride in my truck if you want, I don't care. Just uh, don't cause any trouble back there. It was a closed panel truck. Um, and off they went. With Ollie in the back. 
And I said, just do everything like you normally do. Just pretend I'm not here. I'm just trying to observe something unusual that might be happening. I said, all right, fine. I'll just pretend you're not here. If you're still alive in there, when we get to my destination, get unloaded, I'll take you out for a cup of coffee. I said, all right, that'd be, that'd be nice. So they started driving off. And I had a flashlight, but he didn't have it on at first. He was just listening as carefully as he could. And then, about three minutes into the ride, there was a big bump. There's been some bump in the road. And all of a sudden, light was streaming into the truck. Because the little roll door had come up only by about three inches. That bump loosened something. Open up the door a little bit. No big deal. They drove along and it rattled and it bumped, and just like you'd expect a truck to. And all they heard it. Clack. Clack, clack, clack. Clack, 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 clack. Marbles hitting the trunk bed floor. So we got his flashlight out. Sort of turning it around, trying to find where the marbles were spilling. He saw the marbles. They were on the truck bed now. He couldn't see where they were spilling from. Sort of looking around at all the sides of the crater, and he did find one little hole. It was on the side of the pallet, which was wrapped in plastic, where the pallet lift, the pallet jack, or the machine of it was. And there's a little tear in the plastic, and a little tear in the package underneath. And there, about 30 marbles that spilled out. And then the package kind of collapsed in and the plastic shifted. And it basically closed itself back up again. And I said, there must be something on that pallet jack that's catching the material and causing this little rip. Then all I could tell is they got on the highway. Got faster and there was a bump and they went up a ramp. Went down a ramp, rather. And all I watched as the marbles rolled around the back of the truck, or rattle, 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 roll, roll, roll. And then, all I could tell they were going uphill. If you feel the tilt, all the marbles started rolling, rattling, 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 and bounced on out the truck. Tink, 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 tink. Quick as a whip. Ollie got himself down onto the truck bed where the door opened, and he stuck enough of his head out that he could see where, the, where he was. On the highway, I mean. Sure enough, you know where he was? Right in that same neighborhood. Right above the park, he was pretty sure. He took a careful look at the buildings as he passed by. He was moving at highway speeds, so but couldn't be totally sure exactly where. But he was definitely in the neighborhood that had hired him. Well, when they got to the delivery point, the driver came back and said, oh, good, you're uninjured, glad to see it. So, what'd you find? Well, I told him. I said, yep, some marbles came out. I found this spot here, and he pointed to the spot where there's some damage to the, to the packaging. And I'm pretty sure right about there, about 30 marbles, maybe 40, came clacking out at some point, I also noticed that your door <clears throat> opened up a little bit. I said, oh, yeah, it does that. Yeah, the latch is a little funky. But it never opens all the way up. It just opens up that three inches, and then the lock catches it, so I hadn't worried about it.
so well, I guess you, I guess you solved it. I'll talk to them about their pallet jack technique, and maybe I'll get my door fixed. And if you want to hang around for about half an hour, it took me that to unload, and then I'll go buy you that cup of coffee. No, I said that would be fine. And that was the story of the mysterious marble rain.